I'll always remember that smile. God, he'd light up a whole room with that thing. Always smiling at heaven, and he had the most devilish sense of humour. I wish I could tell you a joke of his, but we're in a church, so... <laughs> oh, I'll miss him. But whenever I hear a cheeky joke about sausages, I'll know he'll be up there laughing away. Thank you for that, Mary. Truly touching words. And now a few words about Evan from his London friends. First, we have Mike. Evan, or Evan91, as I knew him, was very good looking in real life. Uh, he was... Um, Um, he, he was single and was looking for chat, dates, friends, relationship. He was 185 centimetres, 75 kilograms, white, clean cut, jock. Evan 91 was laid back, easygoing, into... Oh, sorry, let, let me just... Uh, Sorry, yeah. Uh, he was laid back. Easy go. Oh, done the pen. Uh, uh, okay. Into gym, going out and traveling. Please have a clear face pick. Not interested in time wasters. Too many on this thing. Um, thank you, Mike. Uh, yeah. And now, Damien would like to share his memories of Evan. Thank you, Vicar. I actually had a connection with Evan, so I want to share my very first conversation with him, if that's okay. <clears throat> Hi. Uh, Hi. 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 Has that everything? That's all there was. Right. Well, uh, thank you, Damien, for um, sharing. Of course. Now I think Raymond has something to say. Raymond? Yes. Block me. This is safe. This is safe. This is safe. This is What do you imagine when you think of a gay community? A minority might picture bake sales, barbecues, and giddy games of willy bump out on the village green. But bring up the idea of a gay community to many others supposedly living within it, and they would laugh at you in your big, silly face. So why exactly is the notion of true brotherhood and friendship between gay men such an elusive one? A few gays have actually very kindly reached out with their theories on the matter, but they weren't hot, so their messages are being ignored. And therefore, 
the question remains. How long has it been now? I think, well, no, it's been a year, hasn't it? A whole year? I think so, yeah. Where did it go? I know, I know. I, I think I made the most of it, though. Sid and I decided to bite the bullet and finally make a start on that conservatory extension project. I say Sid and I, it really was mostly him and the builders. I was very happy being upstairs away from all the dust and all the noise. It's a lot of work, building an extension. Not for me personally, I know, but with the time it was taking Sid, it it really felt like we were living separate lives. Me upstairs, him down there and all the mess and the banging. Who knew cement mixers were so loud? One day I decided I couldn't take the ruckus anymore, so I went downstairs to tell Sid to pack it in. And that's when I saw them. All of them. A sordid jumble of flesh and lurid green high-vis. Next thing I knew, I had one of the good wedding knives in my hand. And, well, it's true what all the interior designers and paint specialists say. Red and green should never be seen. Ever. By anyone. The cement was just wet enough to cover everything. Smoothing it was the hard bit. I suppose I really should have paid more attention to those YouTube renovation tutorials Sid would make me sit through. Obviously the coverage wasn't perfect, and the cement was practically dry, so I had to take care of the protrusions with a pair of kitchen scissors. They came with the knives. And that's when I heard the door close. I ran to the window to see the white transit van belonging to one of the builders careening into the distance, taking the pit of my stomach with it. Which builder was it? What did he see? I now have no choice but to dig it all up, figure out who I missed, and then track him down. So... An extension? Oh, are you thinking of selling at some point? Um, no, I... Were you listening to anything? I, I just... Uh, are we even having a real conversation? I've just told you I've killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're still only interested in superficial house chit-chat? Yes. That is so nice of you. If it seems that gay men today are a bit crap at having decent conversations with each other, it's completely true. But it's not entirely their own fault. Now the rest of the news. The government is to ban the promotion of homosexuality in schools. The new law, which comes into effect at midnight, stopping local councils from promoting homosexuality. It was the late 1980s. A law in the UK stating that schools were no longer allowed to, quote, promote the teaching of the acceptability of homosexuality as a pretend family relationship was passed inside an imitation gothic-style palace by some men dressed up in rococo wigs and flowy black gowns. This new amendment was called Section 28. Before it was passed, 
legend has it teachers would actively promote the homo lifestyle by giving better marks to the gayest children and letting them go home early. But the teachers who were caught promoting gayness after Section 28 became law risked disciplinary action. And so, class, Geppetto knew what would happen to Pinocchio's little wooden nose if he told a lie. And guess what happened? Yes! It grew and grew and grew. What's that in his ad? Looks like some sort of illustrated intergenerational gay pornography, Sergeant. I've got a clean shot, sir. Alright, open fire. Shoot the book. The book. The book. prohibitive and oppressive environment, gay kids were never allowed to learn that others like them even existed. Grinder hadn't been invented yet, and they were kids, but some particularly tenacious educators found cunning ways to combat this. We just started learning about pollination in class. It's a crucial part of key stage two science and you know, a really good opportunity, I think, to introduce the kids to some of the major actors in nature who typically go unrepresented in the mainstream textbooks. So, as you can see on page 18, the bees spend all day carrying pollen from one flower to another, again and again, all while the queen bee and her friends get to make the hive nice and learn dances. Most of the bees are happy with their strict social roles and all the repetitiveness, in a while, a very special bee comes along. About one in ten, they say, naturally. The other bees think he's different and maybe even call him names. But he's got other plans, so as soon as he's old enough, okay, he'll buzz off to a bigger, brighter garden where there are much prettier flowers and more bees just like him. He'll have the time of his life at first before coming to a realisation in about his second or third year that he's been with a lot of bees and hasn't actually made any real connections. This, of course, sends him on a bit of a downward spiral. He starts to overdo it a bit in the old nectar. And it's only after he's had a very risky encounter with a big black trainer that he takes everything he has and finds a specialised but affordable therapist online. And on page 19, we can hear Of course, this is the age where we start to include human reproductive health in the curriculum. And I think it's very important we tell the whole story so our pupils go off and join the wider community armed with the right knowledge. When a man and a woman love each other very much, they might start to get extra special romantic feelings that become physical. But, and this is very important children, only when the man and woman are ready to handle the financial and emotional consequences of having a child who might be different to the others, should they then consider acting on those feelings, okay? Because maybe they'll have a baby boy who grows up to have a remarkable affinity for ballet. 
That man and woman need to be able to financially afford the shoes and the tights and the V-neck cap sleeve 100% cotton leotard and the weekly train fare down to Aylesbury because that's the closest school that's not funny about boys. But then emotionally handle the fact that their lack of foresight and resources have actually prevented their beautiful and gifted son from pursuing his dream. And that they have irreversibly damaged him in a way he'll never get over, forcing him into a humdrum existence as a local authority teacher. So, it's really best that the man and woman don't have sex and just find a nice hobby to do instead. Right, that's the bell. Whilst we may never be able to undo the social damage caused by Section 28, after its abolishment in 2003, more and more gays started to find each other and build happy communities founded on fraternity, respect, compassion, and wholesome shared activity. <laughs> Almost got to the end of that without laughing. Yeah? Um, um, I'm here for the party. You got a text? Yeah, from Mo. Mo? Is he one of the daddies? <laughs> yeah, sort of. I think I know him, but anyway, coming, coming. It's just getting started. Can I put my coat anywhere? Yeah, let me put that in the uh, bedroom. Oh! Ah, <laughs> it's a bit busy in there. Really? Yeah, looks like someone's already having a good time. <laughs> is this your first one of these? Is it that obvious? Yeah, it is. You need to just, well, chill out. I'm clean, by the way. Right. Well, you better be careful then, or that's not going to last. There's a lot of boys coming. Oh. Yeah, come through, come through. Oh, do you want anything to start off with? What, um, uh, what do you have? There's some coke in the kitchen. Some other stuff. Water, obviously. <laughs> oh, we got a old bowl here as well. Don't know what these are, actually. Okay. The others will start showing up with their own stuff, too. Actually, most of them are probably going to come empty-handed, which really pisses me off for whatever. I think we got Tina coming soon. And the real fun begins. Trust me. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. We're just going to get some towels out. These things get messy. OK. Make yourself comfortable. Oh, I forgot to say, although it probably goes without saying, leave your shoes in the hallway. Oh, yeah, of course. Be right back. You got any clothes on? Shit! What? Why are there kids here? Shit! 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 You shouldn't say that word. That's gonna be Tina. Don't worry, she's got a key. She's got a. Pedro! I bought crisps and balloons and. <gasps> Shit! Oh my god! Pedro, get in here now! What? I think I'm. Is this flat 504? Yes. Winslow Tower? No. This is Greensdale Tower. Winslow's the next one. Oh, you silly sausage. This has happened before, hasn't it, Pedro? <laughs> it has. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, because I thought, and then when you said, and then the little girl. <laughs> oh, you must have thought we were right weirdos. I did. Well, look, you have to take a goodie bag with you. Oh, Will, is there any face paint in here? Because somebody feels like a right clown. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll need something to balance you out because your face has gone bright red. Not just his face. <laughs> Put that away, you'll pop a balloon. Now you're just flattering me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Archie, put it down. Come on. <sighs> I can give you a hand putting some of those up if you like. Oh, would you? I actually love kids' parties. 
Maybe there is hope for the fledgling gay community. Can you put your trousers on, please? After all, in the great scheme of social history, gay men are still just finding their feet on the way to finding other, more interesting body parts. Next time, woodland creatures, saunas, and This is Gay. Written and performed by Kirk Flash. With performances by Peter Clements, Asher Reed, Cyrus Lowe, and Simon Eaves. Follow the show on social at This Is, This Is Gay. If you're into this episode, just keep that to yourself. There are families here, Jesus. <laughs>